This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hi there, Dr. Jen Lincoln here. I can't come to the phone right now, but we'll likely have an opening later on. Please leave me a message and I'll be at your cervix. I mean, (laughs) service in no time. Welcome everyone to the absolute first episode of the Let's Talk About Down There podcast with me, your host, OBGYN, Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. Today's episode, what exactly are we talking about? Let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. I cannot believe I am saying those words because for as long as there has been a social media presence of mine, I've had people who've said, hey Jen, you need to do a podcast got to talk about these things everywhere. And I said, the one thing I will never do is a podcast. Just like I used to say, the one thing I'll never do is TikTok. And now I have almost 3 million followers on that platform. So I'm going to stop saying things I'll never do. And maybe I'll just say, well, maybe not right now. So I want to go ahead and introduce myself and tell you really what we're doing here because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I am Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. I'm a board certified OBGYN who lives in Portland, Oregon. I'm an author of the book, Let's Talk About Down There, and OBGYN answers all your burning questions without making you feel embarrassed for asking, available at Amazon and local bookstores everywhere. I'm a social media educator. I've got presences on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, a little bit of a one on Twitter, but Twitter is a very interesting place. I'm a big advocate for reproductive rights and medically accurate, non-shame-based sex education. I'm the co-founder of the nonprofit Obstetricians for Reproductive Justice. I'm the founder of the website 3forfreedom.com, which I launched after Roe fell to be a place where you can get mail order birth control, emergency contraception, and medication abortion pills in all 50 states. I'm a medical writer. I'm a lactation consultant. I'm a wife. I'm a mom to two boys. I'm a really sarcastic human, and I'm really just an all-around rabble rouser. I say what's on my mind when it needs to be said because that's what's often needed to change the narrative and get things done. So now that you know all of that about me, what are we going to do here? Well, this is the podcast where you get to connect directly with me. Every week, I will answer questions that you have called in and said, hey, Dr. Jen, I need your answer with this. So I'll have a voicemail. You can leave your first name if you want and ask your most burning questions. And every Monday, I'm going to answer them. It could be about your anatomy, a question you've always had, but you've been too embarrassed to ask your doctor, something that you and your friends have always been wondering, sex, periods, birth control, your clitoris, your partner's clitoris, like whatever. It's all good and it's all up for grabs here. Okay, but we got to talk about the elephant in the room. There's no such thing as TMI. I'm a gynecologist. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I mean, like, seriously, nothing shocks me. There's really nothing you can say that will make me go, wow, I haven't heard that before. When you do this long enough, you know, it's just another day in paradise. So don't think that you're going to scare me with a question that you have. I want to address the other elephant in the room. This podcast, this community, it's not just for the females. It's for everybody. It's for my guys. It's for my non-binary friends. I want everybody to feel comfortable when they're here and everybody to know that their voices have value and their questions have value. So ask away. In fact, this might be the only time you get this kind of attention and clarity from an OBGYN if you're not somebody who regularly goes to an OBGYN. So use the lifeline, phone a friend, I'm your friend, and I happen to go to med school and residency and like I've got real legit information. I'm not some random person on TikTok or Reddit who's Googled something and is trying to pretend that I'm an expert. Like I'm here for you. Let's talk now about what I'm not gonna do here because I think that can be just as important as what we are gonna do here. First and foremost, we do not do shame. 
Mm-mm. Shame is not my game. And if you know me from TikTok and Instagram, you know this. You've seen how I've called this out repeatedly. But if you're new to me and you're just kind of curious about what my vibe is, I don't make you feel bad about yourself. We do that far too often to ourselves and to other people. And especially as women and those assigned female at birth, we've got enough people making us feel that we're not the right size. Our skin isn't the right color. We aren't having enough babies. We're having too many babies. We aren't having good sex. We like sex too much. We don't like sex enough, like enough already. We're not doing that here. Okay. The other thing we're not doing here is no direct medical advice. I got to say it. I am a doctor, but I'm not your doctor. So I can answer general questions that you ask, but I cannot be weighing in on your personal issues. Like you want me to look at your ultrasound or your lab results or things like that. You might say, duh, Dr. Jen, that's pretty obvious, but then you haven't been in my DMs. And I get it. People want advice. People want help. They feel desperate. They feel that nobody else is listening to them. But I have to keep that there because nothing is ever going to replace the direct medical care that you can get from a healthcare provider. The other thing I want to say, all of this is my opinion and does not represent the opinions of my employer. That's like the legal disclaimer I have to do. Lastly, no hate. It just won't be tolerated. It 100% will not be tolerated. Just like on my socials, If you leave a hateful comment, it gets deleted, you get blocked. We just don't have time for that. There's enough of that in this world, and I will not tolerate that in my community. So yeah, we're here to learn. We're here to have fun. We're here to uplift each other. And we're here to just get our questions answered because when we do that, we can feel more empowered and ready to take on the world and ready to explore our bodies and ready to break the narratives that we are dirty or shameful or anything like that. So why am I doing this podcast? Like, do I really need another platform to say the same stuff? Well, actually, I really think the reason I need it is because you know what? I just don't spend enough time on social media. So I thought that I needed a few more things to make my life interesting because it's very boring. Ha ha. That's a total joke. Here's the thing. I get asked a lot of questions, whether it's in my DMs, emails, comment sections, and I can't always answer all of them. Some because like I said, they're medical advice and I shouldn't be answering them and others because I just don't see them. I've got a lot of stuff coming into me. And so This is another way for me to be kind of that direct line to you. Think of this podcast as literally you can pick up the phone, you can call the number, you can leave a voicemail, and you can ask me your questions. Now, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know, but I think it's going to be really fun and we should do it. So think of it like we're hanging out in a coffee shop and we're talking about vulvas or pregnancy or sex, you know, like the normal stuff you talk about when you go to a coffee shop, right? Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, I do. (laughs) And also, I believe that people learn in different ways, and there are different audiences on different platforms, and podcasts are another way that you can learn. Maybe you are heading off to work, or you're sitting on the train, or it's, you know, you pop in your earbuds when you go for a run, and this is like another way for us to connect. So I think that the more that we can get these messages out there, and especially we can bust the myths and the misinformation, the better off we all are. And when we do this, in talking, we break down the shame. And anywhere I can create that space, I want to do that. We live in a world where we are afraid to say the words vulva, vagina, scrotum, testicles, breasts, nipples, sex, orgasm, clitoris, all of it. And I'm over it. And I'm just done. And I want us to understand that we can say these words and not feel bad about ourselves. Just like we can say kneecap and elbow and toenail. Like nobody makes you feel bad when you talk about those parts of your body. So why is it that our vaginas and our vulvas and our penises and our anuses and our rectums and our tongues and our clitorises, why can't we talk about those? It's because society has conditioned us and they have conditioned us to want to be silent. And when we are silent, we don't know what we don't know. We can't get the help we need. We're too afraid to go to the doctor to say, hey, sex hurts. 
or God, my period is way too heavy and it's ruining my life. I want to give you the language and give you the words to know that you can talk about these things because it's your body and you get to do what you want with it. All right, now getting on to the here's how to get a question featured on the Let's Talk About Down There podcast. Get your pens and pencils ready, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. The phone number is 503-893-2016. And if you're like, Jen, I like who carries that stuff around? I gotcha. It's going to be all over my socials. It's going to be in my newsletter. If you're on my website, drjenniferlincoln.com, and you sign up and get a newsletter, you'll get it there. And we'll put it in the show notes too. But if you're sitting there really excited to write it down, once again, 503-893-2016. Leave your first name if you want to, or make up a first name if you're too embarrassed. I really don't care. Ask your question, and that's it. It's that simple. Every episode, I'll answer a different question or a few different related ones. We'll see what comes in. We'll see what's the most popular, and we'll have a lot of fun every week. And once again, remember, I can't get out personalized medical advice, but throw me all the general questions you have, and we'll tackle them together. Let's talk about the words I use. Anatomical words, that's the rule here. And you've already heard me say them a few times. I do not use weird euphemisms. I remember one time when I was an intern, I had a patient refer to her kitty in labor. And I kept thinking, why does she keep talking about a cat while she's giving birth? Like she must really like cats. And maybe it was because I was, you know, a doctor for like a week. Maybe it's because I was really paying attention to how to deliver a baby and not drop it when I was first learning. It took my older resident to be like, um, Jan, that's a word for her vagina. And then I thought, that's a really strange word for a vagina, but okay. And since then, I have only heard stranger ones. And I am not here to make you feel bad if you use the word kitty to talk about your vulva and vagina. We live in a world where we are made to feel that we have to come up with different words and different things when we're talking about ourselves. And so if you've used these words, like no shame, again, no shame. But I do want you to consider maybe why you use those words or what it does when you teach your daughter or your friend that word for her body part, because you don't come up with any other weird name for her nose. So why are you telling her she has to use a different word for her vagina or her vulva? We have studies to show that when we use the correct anatomical words, especially in children, they are less likely to suffer at the hands of sexual abuse because they are more likely to know when something that somebody is doing to them is not okay. They are more likely to report it. And predators are less likely to target children who have this clear language because they can see that these are kids who are well-informed and who won't stay silent. So when you teach your children these words, you are literally empowering them and making them safer in a world that sometimes isn't always so safe. Okay, that's like really heavy. But bottom line, we say clitoris because clitoris is just a clitoris. And we say vulva and we say vagina because it's important to know exactly what we're talking about. So when you call in, don't be afraid to use those words. It's okay. And if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is a podcast where I have absolutely got to wear earbuds because I can't have my friends hearing that I'm listening to this. Maybe you do want to share it with them. Maybe it is really empowering if they hear you listening to something like this, because then they know that they don't have to feel ashamed either. So we can do a lot of good in busting down the shame just by using the right words. I also use inclusive words very often. And if you don't know what that is, here's what it is. So you'll hear me talk about pregnant people. And sometimes I might say pregnant women and pregnant people. Or I might say people with a uterus or people who menstruate or people who can get pregnant instead of always just saying woman or girl. Now, there are a handful of topics that when I cover these on social media tend to get people really angry. And this is one of them. 
So I made an entire YouTube video just about this that I'll link down in the show notes because I really want you to understand why I use these terms. The bare bones, you know, quick and dirty explanation is, is that not everybody who is assigned female at birth identifies as a woman and not everybody who has a penis identifies as a man and some people who have penises identify as a woman. Now we can choose to lose our minds here and like argue and get really upset and angry, or we can just be really happy that we get to have more friends at the table. So when I use inclusive terms, know that there's a reason behind it and know that it doesn't mean that the word woman or girl, that those are dirty terms because they absolutely are not. I kind of just mishmash them together. When we use those inclusive terms, we are not erasing women. Think of it as going out to brunch, and now we just have a few extra friends that we get to invite to our table. And I love brunch, and I love going out with more people at our table. Just, well, so long as they don't, like, take all the biscuits or, you know, all the good stuff. But anyway, neither here nor there, not the real issue. My point is, is that when we use inclusive terms, everybody wins and nobody loses. This is not something that I expect everybody to feel comfortable with right away. In fact, myself, maybe just three years ago, I first heard this at a conference and I thought, there is no way I'm going to call somebody a birthing person instead of a mother. I had this presented to me by somebody who was saying they'd never heard this before. And now they were being told at their hospital, they had to say this and blah, blah, blah. And my first reaction was, that's ridiculous. I'm a mother. How dare you take that from me? I have since changed my mind. And the reason is for all the reasons I listed before and that I've seen what the harm of exclusive language does to people who are non-binary, who are gender diverse, who are trans, and that we can use all these terms and we can be more inclusive when we are talking to a large group. So for example, when I'm making an Instagram post and then when I'm caring for you personally and you, you identify as a mother, I can say, hey mom, how are you doing? So we can still use these terms, but since I'm talking to a broad audience here, I'm here for everybody. So you'll hear me use those terms. So to wrap this part up, I'm going to say vulva. I'm going to say pregnant people. And it's okay if it feels new or different or strange. At first, it did for me too. I did not grow up in a household where we talked about these things all the time, but they are now completely normal to me. And that is a gift because I have shed that shame and I want that same success for you. So we're going to do that here. Okay, moving on to misinformation. So this will be the next part of the chat. We'll talk for six hours. No, I'm just kidding, but we could. If you haven't been living under a rock, then you know there's a lot of misinformation out there on social media and really everywhere these days. And in women's and reproductive health, see how I did that there? I didn't just say women's health. I said women's and reproductive health, with reproductive health being the more inclusive term. In those areas, there is a ton of misinformation, whether it's about birth control, abortion care, periods, vaginal health and hygiene. There's so much misinformation. And if I just spent all my days responding to it on TikTok, that could be the only thing I would do. So we are going to talk about a lot of it here. And I want you to know that everything I discuss is from the lens of evidence, accuracy, and transparency. And if I'm talking about something specific, for example, let's say using boric acid in the vagina, I'm going to give you references and resources in the notes because I want you to feel empowered to go and look into the same references I'm looking at because you shouldn't always just take my word for it. You should say, hey, I want some references. I want to look into this too and know that I'm going to point you in the right direction and I'm going to tell you when there's good data for something and when there's not. That said, evidence doesn't always trump experience, meaning that 
we're probably going to get some questions here about birth control that did not work for people. And the data may say, oh, well, you know, the only birth control that's been shown to cause weight gain is the Depo-Provera shot. And one of you might call in and say, Dr. Jen, I have gained 30 pounds using the birth control pill and nothing else has changed. I feel like my doctor's not listening to me. What should I do? What I'm going to say is, I hear you and I have you in front of me. And so let's talk about your experience. Let's talk about what the data shows and know that things aren't perfect. So it's just important to know that our evidence gets us only so far. The opposite though, isn't to go completely to the other side of the equation and put out things there that have absolutely no evidence that we actually know can be harmful and come from people who have a motive, such as they're trying to sell you a supplement, a detox, a cleanse, a program, or whatever. And yeah, you know, if you followed me on social, there are a lot of these people out there. So I will be upfront and honest with you because you deserve that. And when you're out there, you should be getting that from everybody. And in the vein of transparency, I'm going to be straight up with y'all. Podcasts cost money and podcasts make money. I'm not trying to get rich off of this. Maybe it'll pay off like 0.05% of my med school loans. That would be nice. Uh, There's still six figures. It's so fun. I love it here. What I'm saying is, is that, yeah, there are going to be ads here and advertisements. And I want you to know that those are going to bring in money. And I am going to make some money off of this. And I'm going to spend some of that money making this podcast. And I'm going to put some of that money in the bank, probably. So I want you to know that when I'm doing this, when I'm allowing advertisers on here, when I'm choosing who's going to have a product featured, I will never, ever allow any products or any ads that have questionable products or products that you know have a history of harming women and people with the uterus or that delve in shame or profit off of making you feel bad about yourself. That is a hard stop. And Podcast Nation knows that. That's why I've partnered with them because they've said, Dr. Jen, you have the ultimate control over who you have here in terms of ads and guests and that kind of thing. So you've got my word because I've got theirs. And you know, I will not stand for anything less. Okay, in addition to you calling in, we answer your questions, we blow our minds with how much amazing knowledge we gain by answering these questions and the myths that we bust and the, oh my goodness, I never knew that. We're also going to have a weekly let's talk about fun fact. So this is like the stuff that's going to make you a hit at parties, dinner parties, first dates, put it in your Tinder profile. I don't care. Like this is going to make you part of the club where you're going to say, wow, I can't believe I never knew this. But now that I do, I can't wait to tell other people. Okay, so let's start off with the first, the inaugural, let's talk about fun fact on the Let's Talk About Down There podcast, episode one. Did you know that the first thing you drank when you were a baby was your own urine? (laughs) I love this fact. And so here's the deal. So you might have thought like, oh, it's breast milk or it's formula. No, my friends, when you were in utero, when you were developing as a fetus, you are in this lovely, lovely environment the bag of water, that cushiony water that you're floating around in with the placenta, how do you think that water around you gets there? Now, it's not just like random water or, you know, stuff that came out of your the placenta or your mom's bloodstream and got filtered. No, no, you literally peed it out. And over time, that fluid, you know, collected, and then you swallowed it. And the cycle continued. You swallowed the fluid, you made your urine, you peed it out, et cetera, et cetera. And actually swallowing amniotic fluid is one of the most important things in helping your lungs develop because you're basically, you know, we're like little fishies in there when we're in the uterus. And so instead of breathing in air, we breathe in the amniotic fluid. And it's that actual fluid, that pressure against the little air sacs in the lungs that help to push them out and make them develop. 
So yeah, you drank pee. Now, no, do not continue to drink your pee once you're born. I mean, hello, like maybe that's a question we have to talk about. I hope not because I hope that's pretty obvious, but very different when you're in the uterus as opposed to when you're born. So I hope that is a fact that you can bust out at parties and when you're out to dinner with friends and maybe at your next job meeting. And like, I feel like it's a real fun one out there for you. Okay, let's wrap this up. Now you know what to expect on this podcast. And if you want more in between, we're going to have episodes released every Monday. But if you want to see my content every day of the week, you can follow me on my socials at TikTok and at Instagram at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. It's Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. You can check out my website, drjenniferlincoln.com. On Twitter, Dr. Dr. Jen Lincoln. You can check out my book, Let's Talk About Down There. I'll have a link for that also in the notes. And if you are particularly interested in reproductive rights, I would love for you to check out Obstetricians for Reproductive Justice. That's that nonprofit I mentioned in the beginning that I am a co-founder of. You can get there at obstetriciansforreprojustice.org. We are hugely in the fight right now for supporting reproductive rights, abortion access, and with a focus on reproductive justice. And hey, don't forget to call with the questions you want talked about and answered. That number again is 503-893-2016. It's 503-893-2016. I legit just felt like I did a radio commercial with that. Okay, friends, until next week, stay safe, stay empowered, and keep talking. Okay, it's that time where I ask you to rate, review, and follow on your favorite podcast app because we know that's how we get more people talking. So call in at 503-893-2016 and join me online at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. So let's keep the conversation going, my friends. Call in, leave a question, and know that it's okay to have questions about your body, and we're going to answer them. 